This is a HeadGum Podcast. Is Rumpelstiltskin's plan to eat the child? Is it to eat? Is he going to use it in a ritual? Oh. I think it's probably a ritual thing. I just figured he wanted a, a protege. Oh. Someone, someone to carry on his tiny man legacy. That's so, that's very kind of you to think so highly of Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I don't know. He can spin wool into gold. That's pretty dope. I have to think, though, that that's how he's getting his magical energy is by child sacrifice. Oh, okay. I don't think that there's any other way around it. He's doing blood magic. Yeah, he's crunched the numbers, and he's like, if I can trick five couples a year into giving me their firstborn, that will give me enough magic to last through ten couples in the future. And it's like, he's got a, a good return going. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. In case those other couples guess his name. Right, which is always a, a possibility. You're playing the percentages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess what he should take away <laughs> yeah. from the, the one that the story's about is that you shouldn't just you shouldn't just go chanting your name to yourself happily in the woods now just assume assuming no one's listening you know you really got to check your surroundings nathan if you were a magical imp Mm -hmm. trying to trick people out of their firstborns what would your secret name be uh well i don't know i i don't want to rule out that line of work sure so i i feel uncomfortable giving that information here just in case uh one of my victims might be listening you can tell it to me i'm not gonna tell anyone all right i'll just tell it to you yeah there's no one there's no one listening in uh hmm let me think so rumpelstiltskin yeah it's like i guess um mine would be can i go and say mine yeah, say yours. So along the vein of Rumpelstiltskin, you've got rump in there, and Stiltskin sounds like a weird dance. Mm-hmm. I might think mine would be Asshole Dassel. Asshole Dassel is very good. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sort of going to go straight. So Rumpel, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Foldy. Mm-hmm. Foldy, uh, not Stilts, uh, Pogo. Foldy, Pogo, not Skin. Yeah. Flesh. Foldy... Foldy Pogo Flesh. Okay, okay. Foldy Pogo Flesh is terrifying. Yeah. I don't want to meet this. You know what? If that was your true name, I would say, I don't want to say it. You can have the child, because I don't ever want to say that name out loud ever again. (laughs) Foldy Pogo Flesh. Foldy Pogo Flesh. (laughs) It just just sits on the tongue. Mm -hmm. It just sits on the tongue and leaves a big ass imprint on there. And I hate it. Good luck with all of you and your many children. I hope that you raise them well. Yes. You want to start the show? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. What should we draw? What? What should we draw? Welcome to What Should We Draw, where we use the art of conversation to make art about a conversation. I am your very, very sweaty friend, Caldwell Tanner. And I am your dry dude, Nathan Yaffe. (laughs) Look at this dry boy over here. I'm so dry. Look at right this now. This arid champ. <laughs> My windswept crevices. <laughs> I've never seen such a sandy gentleman. <laughs> I'm so powdered. <laughs> What's your secret? My secret is I mm-hmm. don't exert myself. You don't exert yourself. Do you like no. store your water in bladders or are you just fully dry? I'm just, I I guess I'm wet on the inside. I guess we all are, you know? <laughs> We're all a little wet on the inside. We're all a little wet on the inside. Caldwell, I, I did sweat a lot this past week. Oh, yeah? 
We did a scavenger hunt, an office-wide scavenger hunt that took us all over lower Manhattan. Oh, man. And before the scavenger hunt, there was a bunch of free chicken nuggets. Great. Classic combo. So I ate so many chicken nuggets and then wandered around Manhattan on one of the most humid days I've ever experienced. How many... Chicken nuggets would a professional Olympian have to eat before it became a fair race or swim or fight or game between you and the Olympian? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I guess like the go-to in our time is Michael yeah, Phelps. He's right. the most the most gold medals of any Olympian. But he made a name for himself as being a big mouth eater boy in addition yeah. to a swim man. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know how many. I, I wonder, are chicken nuggets a small enough unit of food that there's just, there's no difference? He could just eat an <laughs> infinite number of chicken nuggets. His I body, guess... <laughs> the amount of time it takes his body to metabolize a chicken nugget is less time than it takes for him to eat one. You you think he's just so strong, his body is so trained and powerful that he could yeah. burn the nuggets at a faster rate? Holy shit. Yeah. So there's no amount. You couldn't Harrison Burger on him with chicken nuggets is what you're no. saying. No, I don't think so. I think he, <laughs> he's too perfect of a, of a form. You couldn't weight him down. He's t- too much of a paragon. He does not have to wait 30 minutes after eating. Yeah, it, the rule doesn't apply to him. That's his quirk. Mm-hmm. All right, so Nathan, you and me versus mm-hmm. Venus and Serena Williams. <laughs> They've both eaten 400 nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Can we take them? <laughs> No, I think they still beat us. Damn it. <laughs> I think they still... Here's the thing, because I'm going to see them eating the chicken nuggets. Yeah. I'm going to have a few. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me hungry. <laughs> I, know we, I know we've got a big tennis match coming up, but... If, but like, hey, and you're like, oh, man, did you bring I want your own some sauce? Of these, <laughs> yeah, got any, got any of that Chick-fil-A sauce? Oh, shit. They mix the honey mustard with the barbecue. Oh, that's mm, smart. It's very good. I like to think that like Venus would bring one type of sauce and Serena would bring another type of sauce and they mix mm-hmm. them together. A, a regular twinovation, if you will. Oh. And and then you're like, yeah, you can't resist at that point. And that's their <laughs> ultimate goal, I think. Yeah. Th- they just want to make a good sauce. Mm-hmm. I think we're onto something here, though. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many competition shows out there yeah. that involve, uh, I mean, there's Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Right. Just just sort of these weird handicaps placed on people. Right. And I think that if it was like an American Ninja Warrior or uh, a Wipeout type situation, and it's you versus a professional athlete of some stripe, mm-hmm. but they, I think they would like be continually handicapped, and it would kind of be fun to see at what point, what the pivot point is where... There's just so many chicken strips or, or borgies that they could eat that would just weigh them down to where they couldn't do it anymore. I'd like to see that expanded to all types of reality competitions. Oh, okay, yeah. Like an American Idol or I guess The Voice. <laughs> right. And just how how good can you sing after you've eaten uh, some real, real spicy nachos? I don't know. And maybe that's what it is, is it's like you got to sing, you do The Voice you do great. You're in the finals. But then there's the hot dog round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How good can you can you modulate your <laughs> your vocal cords after you've been shoving dogs down your gullet? <laughs> after you're 10 dogs deep. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I'd watch The Voice if if that was a part of it. 
Because it'd be even harder for the judges to figure out whose voice was whose when their oh, mouths yeah. are full of hot dogs. Do they do they keep their chairs turned around the whole time? No, they turn their chairs around. When, that's how they vote, I believe. Okay. And honestly, I like that system as well. Just mm-hmm. turning your chair around when you want to acknowledge someone. Yeah, I like a swivel chair for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was popularized by um, supervillains in Bond movies. Yes. The high back chair turnaround. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad that reality show judges are using it now. I don't understand why they limited it to just the voice. I feel like there's mm-hmm. other senses you could d- exploit in that way. Like a mm-hmm. cooking show where yeah. you spin your chair around when something smells yummy. <laughs> Just let let a person start cooking their meal. Yeah. Weekdays on CBS. It smells yummy. Gordon Ramsay spins his chair around. <laughs> that <laughs> smells crackerjack. Take a look at this pie I made. Yeah, weekdays on CBS. The yummy chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I guess I'm trying to think what the you couldn't really do it for sight because that's like the main thing you're exploiting with, right. with the chair turned around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you just put a screen on the other side of the mm-hmm. chair and you're just <laughs> you're just watching them, it's just for dramatic effect. It is. Not, it's like it's not depriving them of any senses. Right. Maybe there should be more rules involved where it's like you turn the chair around, but then you have a blindfold on, and then you take the blindfold off, but you've also got plugs in your nose. You're in a full sensory deprivation tank, like Eleven from Stranger Things, uh-huh. and you emerge from the tank when you're ready to cast your judgment. So you, you're not getting, it's just vibes. It's just pure vibe. You're just sort of, you're, you're vibing off their psychic energy. Or maybe it is, yeah, you're, you're transported to the upside down and you hear a faint ghastly voice. <laughs> it's, it's America's Next Top Mind Freak. Uh-huh. And you get, you get Chris Angel and David Blaine suspended in their, their water chambers. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do a magic that's so good that it, makes them want to leave and see what's going on. I think a talent of any sort is they're in their their deprivation tank. Keith Urban has been submerged mm-hmm. <laughs> in a perfect void, in a perfect blackness. Yeah. And if you can pierce through that, then yeah. you are truly America's uh you are America's next stop shining. <laughs> if you can pierce through that, yeah. I think you got some. You got that special something. You know, anyone can sing okay, but can you Pierce through a sensory deprivation tank with just the the aura of your your soul. We've induced Simon Cowell in a coma. <laughs> Can you revive him <laughs> through the power of song? Uh, Nathan, speaking of judgment and and judging others, mm-hmm. um, it's time for us to judge the suggestions that have been sent in to our program. Yes, we are judging suggestions now. Mm-hmm. We're going to be providing a, a rating to each of these suggestions that we read. Uh, we will be swiveling in our respective mm-hmm. chairs and then giving a, our yes. rating. Nathan, speaking of ratings, this one comes from a five-star iTunes review oh, cool. sent in by our friend Jeff. Um, may I read it to you? Please read our friend Jeff's thing. It says, I'm the Jeff you called out in episode 53. So there I was, sitting on my couch, listening to Nathan and Jacob in the episode, when all of a sudden, they mentioned me by name. I surprised, to say the least. And I'm hoping our new friendship might warn my email being read on the next episode. Frankly, it's the least you can do for your new best friend, Jeff. I wanted to share with you something I thought of while driving a little while ago. You know how limos are like cars that are extra long, but of a similar width and height? What if there were limousines that extended into just one of the other directions instead? 
Would that make an extra tall car with normal width and lengths or an extra wide one with normal height and length? What would these odd vehicles be like and who would ride around in them? Thanks for all the laughs. Your new best friend, Jeff. Wow. Wow. I guess I wasn't on this episode. No, that was the one that uh, Jacob replaced you. It's true. And I'm glad uh, because I would have had nothing to do with Jeff. I'm very, I'm staunchly yeah. anti-Jeff, but I guess, I guess Jeff made it through, made it through my strict filter. Yeah, you, you spun around for mm-hmm. him. I spun around for you, bud. But I want to say thank you so much, Jeff, for, for sending in uh, our first iTunes suggestion, I believe. Nice. We've got a couple more that we're going to be picking from. But yeah, if you want to uh, get a suggestion through, please consider sending it via iTunes. Just leave us a five-star review and uh, put your suggestion there. Uh, and we, we check all those reviews and we like them a lot. So we might uh, read it out loud on the show. We're pushing 200 reviews. We're close to 200 reviews, which is very cool. Yeah. Nathan, the question, though. Mm-hmm. The question is, yeah, a tall car or a wide car? Alternative limos is what we're getting at here. I, I feel like the wide car is going to run into trouble with traffic lanes. Yes, unless it's one of those Chinese buses that goes over other cars. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a fun design. Yeah. yeah, like a catamaran, but for land. A catamaran, if you will. I really like the idea of a, a tall car. Oh, me too. Just a car. Because I like a double-decker bus. Yeah. But a double-decker car seems very fun because it's just, there's there isn't really room for an aisle. Right. Well, and I don't think it's even like a, it's not even a double-decker. Because if it's a limousine, you got to imagine, you can fit what? It's many, it's many stories. It's a skyscraper on wheels. Yeah. It's very top-heavy. <laughs> So I guess you're probably going to need like a big weighted base, very heavy tires to make sure it doesn't topple over yeah. if you're in an extreme wind environment. Mm-hmm. But imagine being up on the 10th story of that car. You're seeing the world rush by. It's like being in an airplane that's flying real low to the ground. Imagine being the cool dude or lady that's sticking their head out the sunroof. Mm-hmm. You can kiss a bird up there. Yeah. You are truly the king of the world in that instance. You know what they'd be called? What'd they be called? Slimazines. Because <laughs> they're so tall, they're nice. It's like a nice slender yeah. car. Also, it's just practical. You could live your whole life in one of those things. Oh, you could also make like novelty ones that mm-hmm. are that are shaped like like certain things. Yeah, like parade floats almost. Yeah, basically, the, we're we're talking about very tall parade floats. the The dimensions of a regular car in terms of of length and width, and then just real tall. You know, you could sculpt it into a man shape mm-hmm. you can make a That'd big good. a big dog you could make it like the meet dave head yeah you could make just the head from eddie murphy's classic film meet dave you can make it any celebrity's head honestly yeah if you if you wanted like a um like an emilio estevez head mm-hmm. i guess any 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 of the, the estevez brothers yeah uh, any any of the sheen offspring i think would be a great head i'd love to ride around in a in a kevin spacey oh that'd be that'd be fun you could call it your your kevin spacey ship oh oh that would be good is there yeah. someone whose name you could play like a, a play on words with limousine and an, an actor of some sort limousine i guess would be great limousine yeah yeah that's a an, that's an estevez brother right this is my martin limousine my martin limousine yes um this is my <laughs> this is my martin sheen machine <laughs> <laughs> this is my mean bean machine <laughs> this is dr robotnik's martin <laughs> sheen machine <laughs> <laughs> What it is, it's a video game with different colors of Martin Sheen's head. 
and they all stack down and you gotta you gotta destroy the heads in, in the similarly colored columns. Yeah. Uh, so you can win your very own Martin Sheen limousine. <laughs> I do like this idea. I love the idea of alternate limousines. Nathan, when you went to prom mm-hmm. as a boy, yes, d- was that a um, an aspect of your prom? Was rolling up in a limo? We did, there was a limo. There we were in a limo. Okay. Did um, you have a normal limo, or did you did you live large? You get one of those Hummer limos, or like one of those weird pickup truck limos? No, just a, just the regular type of limo for me. Just a standard with like a little boomerang an- antenna on the back, so you could get cable in there. No, what? Oh, that was the thing that some some limousines would have like a a big boomerang antenna, so you could get like satellite or pick up some so you could, some TV. So you could watch some TV on the way to prom. Absolutely, yeah. Just get excited. You're you're there with all your friends. You're all dressed up. Mm-hmm. You're with your your dates. You're like, what's on what's on the tube? Let's check it out. What's Let's going check on? it out. What's playing now oh. at prom oh. time? Hell yeah, growing pains is on. Oh, sick. Check it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Kirk and the gang are up to. Just just bicker over what channel to watch on the way to prom. No one's friends by the time well, you the get thing, there. Because you're not drinking. Certainly not drinking in Right. There. No one's drinking at prom. No, no mm-hmm. one's drinking before or after or during prom. We're not drinking or we're not making out or love either. No. No, we're just having a nice wholesome night out with our friends and significant others. Yeah. Doing some slow dances. We actually some... didn't even go to prom. We just drank Sprite and rode around in the limousine while watching Shrek 2 on VHS. Yeah, I'd do that. If I could do it all again, I'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd suggest, oh, man, could make a Shrek limousine. Yeah, yeah, you certainly could. I think that- Just a Shrek head? Big head cars, maybe this is maybe this is the drawing idea, Nathan, mm-hmm. is just like alternate cars. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're in a we're in a world where I don't think that standard fossil fuel cars have much much of a life left in them. We're heading for self driving cars. I mean, that's certainly a type of car. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be it. I mean, like if Elon Musk has his way, mm-hmm. we'll get self driving cars. But I think there's other types of cars that we should that we should consider. I think yeah. that cars have been stuck in a real rut for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I think that tall cars, tall, just a very tall car, I think is great to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like cars that are just big heads, mm-hmm. very funny. What are other types of cars you could have? Uh, the classic flying car that mm-hmm. that is are depicted in all of the the old timey depictions of the future that imagine a world where uh, scientific. Innovation is uh, a driving force mm-hmm. for um, for you know tra- transit. Transit is a big thing more so than the biggest advances in scientific innovation is uh, ways that you can read people's terrible opinions. Right, Nathan. You know how there's the car called the Nissan Cube. There is a car called the Nissan Cube. You know how it's totally bullshit that it's not actually a cube? Yeah, they how how are they going to I guess maybe they they found out that another a rival company, Toyota was working on an actual cube car. Mm-hmm. So they had to they had to brand the name. Do you I just want a car that's just straight up a cube with like hard ass edges and everything. Yeah. Just a full on cube car and the cube wheels Cube car, you can't even see the wheels. It's no. ju- it just looks like there's a cube sliding along some pavement. <laughs> It looks just like a pixel escaped. Yeah. It's, yeah, the my, the cube car. The cube car. I think there's some real fun about cube car, a sphere as well. I just think that car shape cars have gotten so boring. Yeah, shape uh, just like shape cars. Mhm. Shape cars, tall cars, face cars. There's a lot of fun to be had. But I think that we should keep moving. 
Mm-hmm. I think that Jeff's suggestion has has merits, but I don't want to spend too much time on it because we've got a lot of fun suggestions to get to. Just as cars must keep moving or they will die, so must <laughs> so must we. That's very true. You, you got to feed them yummy gas or they will die. <laughs> One last car idea. It's just it's all the Pixar's cars, but you, we drive them now. Yeah, and they they do have the the giant eyeballs over the windshields. So you cannot see. You can't see, but you don't need to see because they're self-driving cars. They're self-driving. So you just sit in them, mm-hmm. and then they they quote they do quotes from the movie Cars, the the many Cars movies that there are now. Yeah, they, you have like a built-in Siri for your car mm-hmm. because you. I mean, like it, you don't have to drive it, so I guess it's just there for you. Yeah. So you kind of tell it where you want to go. Uh, and of course, it is Larry the Cable Guy being like, "Gosh, I don't know if that's in my GPS. <laughs> I'm acquiring satellites. <laughs> Oops, I downloaded all the information in the world, huh? Hey, quick question while we're on the way to Dunkin' Donuts: How come people die? Uh oh, looks like I got hacked by someone. I'm kidnapping you now. <laughs> Sorry, there's a ransom out on you. <laughs> all day. All day. Oh, this was the risky. <laughs> This is the risk you run. <laughs> Anyone with a laptop can take me over. This is the price you pay for convenience. <laughs> Kachow, I'm taking you to a unlisted site. Kachuga, wow, here we go. Wow. Wow, I'm driving straight into a ravine. Wow, there sure are a lot of unlisted quarries that I could drive you into. Wow, put premium gasoline in me. Wow, looks like you're trying to break out. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I locked the doors. Oh, wow. Hey, let's just talk about this. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's a great idea. It's just self-driving cars from Pixar's from cars. From Pixar's, Disney, Disney Pixar's uh, cars. Well, anyway, we got a lot more uh, uh, suggestions to get through. I, I want to keep rolling. Okay. Nathan, this one comes to us from Kevin. Yes. It starts off very strong. Sorry, draw boys. Great. Yeah, Love that it. was. I think that's a reference to uh, the last episode with Monica, where I where I talk about starting emails with sorry. It's great. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Well done. Kevin Kevin um, listens to the show. Kevin listens to the show and remembers things. Heck yeah. I knew I liked Kevin. <laughs> Kevin writes, I'm going to my wife's work picnic, and they will have really good food. How much food is too much if I don't want to embarrass my wife in front of her friends and coworkers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. This ties into earlier. It says, P.S. How many hot dogs is too many? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Love, Kevin. This is... Uh, Kevin... <laughs> I don't like to read the last names, but this is Kevin Durant, the basketball player. Yeah, this is player. Kevin Durant, the basketball player, the man who, uh, he keeps getting taller and doesn't gain any weight. It's just, he's being stretched. Kevin Durant is asking how many hot dogs is too many before you compete in an NBA basketball game. I just, uh, I, We'll find that upper limit. I like that this is, this is an advice question. Y- yeah, this is not even the facsimile. Of, of a suggestion. Just pure advice. It's just, it's just a, a genuine ask for our advice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we can give advice. You think we can dip a toe into that field? This isn't an advice podcast, but that doesn't, that's not to say we can't give some advice on the podcast. Well, because like, it's a good, it's equivalent exchange because we're giving advice and we're getting a drawing suggestion in return. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, if, if, if in our advice we come to a drawing suggestion, then I think it will have, mm-hmm. will, will have made it okay. It would all have been worthwhile. So how much food is too much? I guess if you're going by plates, stick to one plate. Yeah, don't I, – I always have this – problem is I get um I want to try everything once. Yeah. I do I do a survey round to see which of the things I actually want more of. And then I replace I, I get a fresh plate for round two because all those mediocre sauces are, are gonna dilute the good sauce. 
the one good sure. socks that I found. Well, I mean, Kevin's already working with a stacked hand here mm-hmm. because Kevin's got a wife. Kevin's going to this event with someone else. Mm-hmm. That's two plates automatically. I see. If you're not double teaming uh, your food, if you're not diversifying <laughs> your food portfolio with the SO option, uh-huh. if you're not employing the SO gambit upon this picnic, then you're fucking up from the start, my friend. Yeah, you gotta, you've gotta, you got to go in and, as a team. Mm-hmm. You, you definitely don't want to embarrass your wife, number one. Number two, got a teammate there. Use it. Right. And also, I don't know what your wife's praxis is on this, Mm -hmm. but she probably wants to eat a lot of food, too. Yeah. So you could also take a bullet for her and just get a big heap and help. Oh, yeah. You could because you're you're the one who doesn't have to see all these people. Right. Again. So she's got to get a normal plate. Yeah. You you could be the the shame lightning rod for her. Exactly. Or or you can get a decoy for yourself. Oh, because oh, the the way the way you stop yourself from embarrassing yourself, you just have to not be the most egregious food eater there. Yes, you know it's it's that classic parable. Uh, you know, running away from a bear, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the other person. There you go. You just need one person there to be more of a, a huge face stuffing food pig, mm-hmm. and then you're. You're good to go. Listen, every office has got one. Yeah. We've got a shameful Stan. Yeah. Shameful Stan who just constantly is eating nonstop food. Uh, and you got to find the shameful Stan of the office and just stand next yeah. to them. You have to identify this person. You could you could do some reconnaissance. You could ask your wife, who's who's the guy who, who I should be setting my pace with? Yeah. Who's the person that if I eat more than, I will become the shameful Stan? Every office has got a snack fucker, and you got to just be eat less just than eat that less person. less than that person. Or, I guess the other option, mm-hmm. you do a secret, you hide a plate in the woods. Oh, sure. You say, oh, I'm running to the restroom, and you walk off with your plate, leave it there, just eat it shamefully on the toilet, perhaps, then come back and get a plate. I think just, um... Yeah, decoy plates just scattered around the picnic area. I guess a picnic implies outdoors, so yes. you should have some good, you know, areas to work with right. in that re- in that regard. And this is less of a comic idea, but it is something that I want to talk about, which is I really love being able to go to food events with an SO. Mm-hmm. It's such a wonderful thing because you can always do sweet and savory. Oh yeah, that's true. I this morning, this very morning, my wife got uh, a breakfast burrito and I got French toast. You know we split it. Yeah. You know I got that full food experience. I think you got to own up. I think you got to like, you, you got to operate with a healthy amount of shame. Mm-hmm. And I think you do need to be, you've got to take the food bullet for your, your wife. Yeah. Uh, and just know that if you look like a chomp dunce so that she can look like a normal person that eats a normal amount of food, that's just your, that's your fate. Yep. So be it. I think, uh, I, uh, yeah, that, that, that's called leaning in. <laughs> that's exactly what that and means. That, and that's not just because you're leaning in uh, over the food for and a just bite. getting your, mm-hmm. your hot breath all over it as yeah. you're shoveling it onto your plate. This could also be a, a good opportunity for a power move where you just go up to her boss, take a look at his or her plate, and say, that looks good. Mm, bite it. Give my wife a raise. Wow. Yeah, just take a little. Yeah. Just if, if the boss has just gotten a little bit of that uh, that, that spinach artichoke dip on their plate, mm-hmm. you just walk right up to the boss, say, ooh, what's that dip? Yeah. Dip a chip right in there. Yeah, if their boss has got like a slice of watermelon, just take a big old bite out of it. Yeah, she's hungry for a raise, and I'm hungry for some melon. Right. Um, 
There's no drawing ideas in <laughs> Okay, well, let, uh, what about uh, a series of disguises? Okay. That way you can keep going back for seconds. They just think you're d- a different person. Now, that's a winner. That's winner, winner, chicken mm-hmm. dinner. And by winner, winner, chicken dinner, I mean winner, winner, three chicken dinners. Yeah, you can have as many chicken di- The chicken's the best thing there. Mm-hmm. You'd think it would be dry, but it's not. Are you suggesting a Mrs. Doubtfire slash Tootsie situation. Well, you don't have to necessarily cross-dress, but if, you know, whatever floats your boat. I think you're going to want to invoke a lot of personas for this. Okay. You're probably going to want to tuck your legs up under and pretend to be a child at one point. Oh, sure, sure. You are going to want to go full Tootsie. (laughs) I think, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire could be good. And then, yeah, maybe some sort of uh, mustachioed man. If if you've got facial hair, you're going to want to go to the porta potty real quick and shave. Uh, so that you can go back for seconds or thirds or fourths. It's going to be hard because once you've shaved off your facial hair, mm-hmm. that's kind of your last your last gasp. Well, you gotta you gotta shave it off in increments. So you grow a full beard before. I don't know how much mm. time you got before mm. this picnic, but uh, I'm I'm assuming yeah. enough time to grow a full beard. Right. Then you shave it down to just a, a goatee, then a mustache, and then clean shave. That's that's four looks right there. Are there other places where? Mrs. Doubtfiring is like, because I think that, honestly, the use of Mrs. Doubtfiring in the movie Mrs. Doubtfire is perhaps the the least effective way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know you're going to get caught. But I feel like there are areas where you could Mrs. Doubtfire that would be more safe and you could just very easily get away with it. Like, if you Mrs. Doubtfire at a company picnic, you're fine. Yeah, I think you're good. Especially if it's not your company. Although I guess the problem would be that you would have to get a job at the company so that people wouldn't be like, well, who's this grandma showing up? You'd have to like work there for a couple months. Oh yeah. That, well, that, that's a, that's a fun prank to play on your wife too, is you've been, <laughs> you, you've been several people in her office. <laughs> All right. So this is the, this is the okay. idea is like how to get seconds or how to get free samples or something like that without people yeah. noticing. And you are going to need to do a long con where you pretend to, be your wife's secretary or like work in your wife's company. Yeah, you're, you're the male guy. You're, um, you're, you're in HR also. Mm-hmm. You're Deborah from HR. You're, you're Hank, the mailman and Gus, the, uh, the parking attendant. Honestly, you are every person at her job. <laughs> you were her boss the whole time. Jo- jokes on your wife. <laughs> she shows up at the picnic. Hey, where is everyone? Oh, I don't know. Let me run to the bathroom. Let me know if anyone shows up. As soon as you leave, oh, there, there's Hank, the male guy. He's there. He's going to get, oh, he's just going to try some of these deviled eggs. Oh, those look good. <laughs> Oops, I got I to gotta run. Hank's got to go. Oh, who's who's coming up? Oh, there's Deborah. Oh, she's she's going to get a, a plate full of this watermelon. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, nice talking to you. Uh, oh, it's me, your husband. I'm back from the bathroom. Let me let me see. The deviled egg ooh. and watermelon uh, both look good. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, maybe this picnic is a good time to tell your wife that you are the seven people that work at her office, <laughs> that you're doing a sensate on her. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good plan, Kevin. You almost had us fooled. Yeah, I see what you're up to. Yeah, you got to let her know, Kevin. You got to let her know. You got to let her know that you're every person at her office. Well, let her, let her know after the picnic. Get all the food in first. Exactly. Then let her know. <laughs> I do love the idea of Mrs. Doubt firing someone because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like you've got catfishing, which is where you lie about being 
a person and you lead someone along to get like access to their credit card and what yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Then there's Mrs. Doubtfiring where you're pretending to be You're pretending to be someone else in a person that mm-hmm. you care about's life that isn't you. Right. That you're hoping that maybe they'll like more than you. Yes. Are there other short sighted cons that you can pull on a person in this vein? Hmm. Or is there something there might also be something fun uh, as far as the drawing goes about like you're Mrs. Doubtfiring someone but then someone, your wife was Mrs. Doubtfiring you the whole time too. A reverse Doubtfire, if you will. <laughs> so like you're you're Miss Doubtfiring. You're you're an old yeah. Uh, you're pretending to be uh, a kindly matronly nanny for your your ex wife's children. Yes, and you're having dinner with your wife with Sally Fields and Pierce mm-hmm. Brosnan, but you're also having dinner with your boss at another table as right. yourself. But then it turns out your boss. Was your ex-wife? Is your wife the whole time? <laughs> okay, I think we're on to something. So here. every time you get up to go to the other table, mm-hmm. your 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 wife is also very relieved because she is also getting up right to change her disguise. <laughs> and then you and then you're both even when it when it turns out that you were both you were both deceiving each other, so it's okay. Oh, you think it's like a pina colada song situation? Yeah, yeah. They just were bad at communicating. I get. I guess the yeah the 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 real lesson is elaborate deception may be fun for the movies, but there's no replacement for just good, healthy, open communication Hell in yeah. our relationship. Amen to that, Nathan. I I'm sorry to tell you this, but your your nanny. That you that you have. It's been me the whole time. What? Nanny Big Chin? Nanny Big Chin. That was you? It was me. <laughs> what? I've just been trying to get closer to you as a person. Cole, we've been recording this podcast by coastally. I thought you were you were in New York this whole time, just pretending to be on Pacific time? Yeah, I've been spending a lot of money on flights. <laughs> I'm Nanny Big Chin. <laughs> I am your girlfriend as well. I'm actually every person in your life and I have been the whole time. I'm both of your parents. Wow. Yeah, I've I've been Truman showing you. <laughs> well, Caldwell, are have you also been our sponsors? <laughs> I have. I am secretly this entire time I have been Squarespace <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and I'm so glad that the mask is off and I can finally tell you about those great deals. Let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor. Hello, friends. Hi. How are you doing today? Well, Caldwell, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little embarrassed because okay. uh, I I goofed it. You goofed, I goofed it? it on our our last episode in this section. Oh, geez. Um, we just got a new sponsor, Brooklinen, and um, I misread a piece of the of the ad copy. Um, the promo code and everything is still correct, but uh, I should have said it's you get twenty dollars off your your first purchase, not twenty percent. Twenty percent would be a lot. Well, if you order exactly a hundred dollars <laughs> worth of linen, yeah, it's the same. So you know, it, just do that, and then I wasn't wrong. But okay. no, I. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I got that info wrong. So that's just a that's just a correction. They're not sponsoring this episode, but no. they're they're still good. Uh, check them out, and um, and yeah, once again, that that uh, that deal is it's twenty dollars off your first purchase. We're not here to talk to you about clothes for your bed, no, which is what I call sheets. We're here to talk to you about clothes for your internet presence. We're here to talk about the <laughs> digital fabrics that are strewn upon 
your cyber body. I'm talking about websites. <laughs> talking talking sites. Talking sites. A lot of sites to have. I get excited to talk about sites. Yeah. Um, Nathan, you know what my favorite portal for creating websites is? Uh, I do, Caldwell, because it, as it turns out, was you the whole time. It was me the whole time. Surprise. It's me, Squarespace, your oldest foe <laughs> and your greatest friend. <laughs> I'm here to tell you about me, Squarespace, the site that I am. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me about yourself, Caldwell. I catfished you through the cyber realm. I am a website. I was a website the whole time. I'm just an algorithm, Nathan. I'm just a string of ones and zeros that you thought was your friend. Let me, let me introduce you to my friend Al. Algorithm. <laughs> He's a real person and I like him quite a lot. Well, Nathan, my alter ego, Squarespace, mm-hmm. is the sponsor of this week's program. And they are a one-stop shop when it comes to making beautiful websites. And as you know, Nathan, it's summer. Yes. The heat is on. It's a caliente experience. And the rhythm is filling my body as the sweat drains from it. And when it's summer... You don't want to go outside. You want to stay inside. You want to click on your sites. You want to surf that big, beautiful blue ocean of the internet and stay cool. I mean, I certainly do. And with Squarespace, you can do just that. You can make a splash with a brand new website for your business or just for you. Just for you. Here's what you can do with Squarespace. Yeah. You can showcase your work. You can promote your physical or online business. You can announce an upcoming event or special project. You can do all these things. And you can just, if you just mm-hmm. think of a fun domain, you can just get it. It's true. They also have a, a, a domain buying uh, service that you can use. It's a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. There are some fun new extensions. What are some good extensions that you can get these days? Uh, .movie I like a lot. What about .bug? I bet you could do .bug. Can I get cool.bug? Let's look. All right, you look it up while I talk a little more about what Squarespace can offer you. Yeah, you, you talk more. I, I just look up the yeah. stuff you say during these portions. So with Squarespace, you, you of course know that they got 24-7 award-winning customer support. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Free and secure hosting. It's really, it's an all-in-one uh, domain that's going to help you get your domain up and running. It's very easy to customize as well. They have a lot of, it's literally, you can use sliders. It's kind of like creating a custom video game character, but for your website, super easy. You can just plug in text. You can also add in HTML as much as you like. Nathan, what are you seeing as far as extensions go? <laughs> so I'm not seeing cool.bug. Uh-huh. Pretty much every extension for cool has been taken. Damn. Except... Except cool dot plumbing <laughs> is available. <laughs> if you want the extension dot plumbing, mm-hmm. you could make cool dot plumbing your website. Cool dot beer is taken. Cool dot win dot soy. Wow. Dot bar dot Tokyo. Wow. Yeah, th- those are all taken, but dot plumbing is available. What about dot toilet? <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to search by the extension. Oh, it just lists them out. Okay. Cool.bingo is available. Ooh, there's a lot of fun options here. Yeah. A lot of domains to choose from. If you are, say say that you're starting a, a brand of uh, a revolutionary brand of disruptive plumbers. Mm-hmm. All plumbers are fucking nerds. And they're always like, oh, look, look at all my pipes and I got all these wrenches. Fuck that. These plumbers come to your house. They got an iPad. They're like the geek squad for plumbers. They hang out. They bring you a beer. <laughs> they bring you a porta potty. Leave it outside mm-hmm. your your house 
so that you don't need to worry about your broken pipes. And then they just hang out and just rap with you, you know, just talk talk about the issues of the day. Just like really, really connect with you on a on a person to person basis. The cool plumber shows up and says, well, your toilet's broken, but what's really wrong here, man? Yeah. And then they get to the bottom of that. They plumb your heart for its true depths. But hey, maybe you're not a plumber. Maybe you're mm-hmm. maybe you're more into tennis. You can get cool.tennis. Cool.tennis is great. Are there any other sports domains that I could snag? Ooh, cool.football. <laughs> Football with a spelled the European style with a with a u. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway, it's it's really not only is is searching for domains a very fun game that you can use to fill hours of your time. It's also a great way to get your your business or your personal portfolio off the ground, and I truly recommend it. So just go check out Squarespace at squarespace.com. Register your own domain name uh, and start a free website or online store using their trial. And when you're ready to launch, uh, use the offer code WEDRAW, and you can save 10%. 10% uh, on whatever stupid domain name you want to buy. If you want to be the coolest plumber in the land, uh, that possibility, that doorway is open to you and we greatly encourage it. It's open right now. So that's that's all the time we have to talk about uh, Squarespace. We're going to get back to the show, but thank you so much again, Squarespace, for sponsoring us. Uh, please check them out. It's a great place to make a good site. Uh, that's not their slogan, but it's pretty good. I liked it. See ya. Bye. Hello, friends. We are back. Caldwell, were, were you pleased with the ad we just did for for you? I loved it. It's fun. The, the one good thing about uh, Mrs. Doubt firing so many people is that I do, I have a mm-hmm. lot of income streams. Yeah. It's very time consuming. Um, I think it's technically fraud. Yeah. But I am getting paid a lot. And I, I don't imagine you get much sleep. No, I don't. Uh, and like putting on my different masks and disguises does take up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And you can't really montage it when you do it in real life. So it's <laughs> it's a big it's a big commitment. But if if I can fool my friends and you know shatter the illusion of trust I have with all of them, then hey, it's worth it. Nathan, speaking about how I've reinvented myself as every person in your life and all sponsors on this program. Yeah, we've got a, a tweet suggestion. That just came in uh, that also deals with the topic of reinventing. And it yeah. comes to us from Shelby uh, at now Caldwell is is this tweet is this tweet actually from you? It's not. Mo- the other ones, all the other ones we got are from me. They're from my burner accounts. Okay. This one is a, a real genuine human being. Okay, so there there are other human beings in the world that aren't you. No. It's just the majority of the ones that I interact with are you. My goal is to slowly destroy every person on earth and replace them okay. with a Mrs. Doubtfire version of them. So it's 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 a crossover between Mrs. Doubtfire and the the invasion of the body snatchers. Exactly. Cuz I'm stealing them all away uh by impersonating them, but it's still it's just really exhausting for me. I now I'm just thinking there's there's just a deleted scene for Mrs. Doubtfire where Robin Williams' character finds an actual woman named mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, right. who he murders and steals the identity. Well, the of. whole thing about that movie is that Robin Williams is actually Pierce Brosnan the whole time. Mm, mm-hmm. They don't show that, but like the scene, they, there's like a version of the movie where early on, uh, Robin Williams hints at the fact that he's allergic to shrimp or pepper. And then that's supposed to signify that. And they don't, it's like Blade Runner where like they don't tell you if Deckard's a replicant. Like you're not supposed to know if Robin Williams is Pierce Brosnan the whole time or not. But there there are a number of, of uh, YouTube yeah. videos and fan theories uh, on the topic that. Uh, well, we can't go down this rabbit hole any further because we got to help out. We got to help out Shelby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to help out at 
Real Humble Canoe Shelby on on Twitter, um, and they say I'm starting college, so I'd like to reinvent myself. Please draw that. So they want us to draw some, I guess, tips, yeah. tips and tricks for uh, maybe like how to reinvent yourself. I mean, honestly, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfiring is a pretty strong way to reinvent yourself. Yeah, just uh, just show up, you know. Say say, oh no, I they uh, they got the name wrong yeah. on the on the roommate list. I, it's actually me. I'm the roommate. So maybe it's like you fuck up. You go to college. I don't know. You pee yourself at an icebreaker. Of course, as we often do. You microwave some popcorn and you catch the dorm on fire. Something like that. Something dumb. Something. So what are the what are those classic classic gaffes? You shoot a, a bow and arrow at the the TV in the common room. Something just uh, it happens. So you've burned that identity. Mm-hmm. That's done. But then you say, "I I'm I'm leaving. I'm dropping out. This isn't working for me." Uh, and then you come back. Uh oh, who's that? Shelby's gone. Uh, and here comes Shelbin. Shelbin. Meet Shelbin. The the cool the cool friend that everyone's talking about. <laughs> Can't get enough of that Shelbin. What can I say about Shelbin that has not already been said? What What can I say about Shelbin that, that hasn't already been said about uh, Brad Pitt? <laughs> Nothing. So I think that there's that's per- a strategy. Perfect abs, mm-hmm. a winning smile. Do you think that it's better to have a like a, a personality like that ready to go in the hopper or to show up? Oh, how about this? No, this is the, this is the plan. Mm-hmm. You show up. Shelbin isn't who you replace yourself with. Shelbin is the piece of shit that rolls up day one. I see. And you get people so you do all the all the bad stuff that happens to freshmen in college. Right. You just do all that. You do all that first. You poop yourself in the stairwell. You vomit on every couch. You ask a lot of questions, a lot of bullshit questions in the philosophy class. Yeah, you you make the class run long mm-hmm. with all your questions. You roll up twenty minutes late with a Starbucks cup, and then you make the class run late because you have a lot of questions about God and how it fits into philosophy. Shelbin, you dirty dog! <laughs> you break up a lot of relationships. You yell at your SO on the phone that you're still together with from high school, uh, and then uh, you drop that act. Shelbin's gone. Who's moving in? Shelby. It's Shelby. Just a real just a real down to earth regular person. Yeah. And people are going to love that. So I think that's the strategy. Yeah, I think you know, we're, the the advice we're we're proposing to Shelby is is similar to one of the advices we gave to Kevin, which was mm-hmm. just, you know, as long as you're not the lightning rod yeah. for ire, you're good. So Shelby, become that. Become the knight. Become <laughs> become what you fear most, which is being a social outcast. Right. Draw then, all of that negative energy into yourself uh, in this alter ego. Uh, become a legend. A legend, Shelby. A legend. You must become the legendary Shelby. Yeah, you become the legendary Shelbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then you, you that, that person disappears. And right. then you show up. You're just regular Shelby. Everyone's like, wow, you're way better than Shelbin. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, that person sounds like the worst. That person sounds like, this, that person I've never met before sounds terrible. <laughs> they sound terrible. And you know what would be great is if you roll up and you have like a catchphrase ready to go or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, Shelbin Swamp, that person sounds like a big bag of dunks. And everyone's like, oh, what a funny thing to say. Shelby, you rule. <laughs> That's, that person sounds like a big chunk of dunks. No, thank you. It could also be fun to just draw Shelby some options, some sort of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some quick quick fixes. Quick some fixes, quick ways yeah. to, to carve out an identity for yourself. I think right. catchphrases, 
Having a catchphrase is for sure one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is just like ways to reinvent yourself. Yeah, uh, uh, catchphrase, some sort of some sort of iconic piece of clothing. Like you're the person who's always wearing um, a medieval battle helmet around. Right. And at first, people are like, "Hey, that that's weird." And then after a while, they're just like, "Oh, that's that's just Shelby." Mm-hmm. That's Shelby's style. It's Shelby's world, and we're all just living in it. Yeah, yeah. Is the is the statement you're making? So maybe like a shirt that says like Shelby time. <laughs> you're the you're the person who always wears a shirt with your name on it. Yeah, honestly branding is very important. It's all about optics these days. <laughs> and if if you if you get your like Shelby game so on point, maybe just a shirt that says like I'm Shelby. Just so you let people know. Maybe and like if you're trying to distance yourself from some sort of past version, you're like I'm Shelby and there's not any videos of me online. <laughs> you just say, I'm Shelby, don't Google me. You just wear a shirt that says, please don't Google me. <laughs> Something like that. That's very good. I, I do like the idea of also, de- you know, defining yourself separately from the you you were in the past. So you could say, I'm Shelby, college version. Shelby 2.0. Shelby, Shelby's college form. Shelby, the new adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. You run the risk of doing that thing that a lot of people try when they go to a new school. They try to get a nickname going. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the route here. Um, you could uh, fake your own death, potentially. Yeah, and then and then you know get some get some life insurance too. And mm-hmm. then that you, you you're both uh, you know your your ghost Shelby, your your Shelby returned from the dead. That's cool. And also you got that that fat insurance check. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot of our ideas that we're suggesting are just fraud. They are fraud of some degree. <laughs> I wonder if there's any legal ideas we could get out here. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, Shelby, you could try as a strategy just taking a long, hard look at yourself and your flaws and assessing what you like about yourself and what you don't and trying to improve every day. I think yeah. that could be... That seems like really hard, though. That seems like a real tough needle to thread. That's tough. But I think that I think it could be worth it. Maybe the drawing we do is like how to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like three dumb things like that. And then the third thing is like take a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror, assess your flaws, try to be a better person every day through positive thinking. And the last one's like you fake your death. Yeah, f- figure out. <laughs> yeah, figure out. <laughs> or like new wh- hat. <laughs> wh- whether whether the the things that you dislike about yourself are actually what you dislike about yourself, or just uh, how people perceive you, <laughs> and you know what what you value most about yourself. Yeah. Just try and live your best life, and uh, and that warmth will attract people to you. And then the fourth panel is just like, get a new hat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> And the hat says, like, Shelby 2.0, or, like, <laughs> don't Google me. <laughs> a new hat, or, like, yeah, is there any sort of other accoutrement, an accessory? Oh, you could uh, you could be Shelby, the person who drives a giant Shrek head around. Oh, yeah. Maybe if you get some hot new wheels. Yeah. That could be good. Uh, yeah, I think maybe some sort of, like, maybe if you're Shelby who's got a bird. Shelby with the parrot it would be another good move. Shelby, uh, who's always in a swivel chair. <laughs> Shelby, Shelby, who's always got hot dogs. Shelby, who's always in sensory deprivation tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, yeah, I like that. You're sh- oh, Shelby, yeah, you're the person um, whose dorm is underwater. You're the person whose dorm is just a giant glass fish tank. 
You're the one who flooded your dorm room. Now that's a move right there. Yeah. Because you're in college. Everyone's going to want to come over to your your dorm and watch Grandma's Boy. They're going to want to check out the full Adam Sandler Happy Madison collection. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you got to make sure that your dorm game is right. So I think if you can establish... Adam Sandler wasn't even in uh, Grandma's Boy. No, but it's Happy Madison. It's Happy Madison production. He produced it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that was one of... It was like that and Joe Dirt were just always on in, yeah. the, in the dorms that I inhabited. Th- those are good dorm movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- that's the, the Criterion collection of dorms. Be, uh, Kill Bill Volume 1. Yeah, exactly with that anime bit. Yeah, just the anime bit from Kill Bill Volume 1. <laughs> right, 40-year-old virgin, get that in there. Oh, for sure. So I think that we've offered a lot of solutions. Nathan, it might be time to try and turn some of these solutions into drawing ideas. Into draw-lutions. Yes, well put. Mm-hmm. You took one word and you made it another. I, I put draw in there. <laughs> Ain't no flaws in these draws. Yeah! So what we got, Nate? Um, I mean, I think we basically have three ideas that are, that are listicles. That are mm-hmm. list, you know, little list comics. We've got alternate little listies. We've got alternate cars. Yes. We've got uh, alternate types of catfishing. Mm-hmm. And in a similar vein, we've got uh, how to reinvent yourself. Okay. Yeah. One of the reinventing things could be catfishing or Mrs. Doubtfiring. I guess I want to. I want to. I want to take another look at the catfishing idea because catfishing is a weird practice. It's not a good practice. I don't no. want to promote that really. It's but it is. Uh, it's it's ripe for comedy. Maybe if it's like how to know if you're involved in a catfishing scam mm-hmm. or something like that. It's like a PSA or it's kind of like a know the facts sort of deal. You know what I'm getting at? Sure, sure. Educational to a degree. And it's like, number one, like how to know if you're being catfished. Uh, number what if, one, the person. What if instead of yeah. catfishing, what if it's how to tell if you're in a, a Mrs. Doubtfire, if, if, you're in, if you're in some sort of uh, deception-based movie hijinks? How, how to tell if you're being doubtfired? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So it's like, number one, has a mysterious nanny or uh, butler of some sort mysteriously appeared in your life? Number two, have you never seen your husband and this person in the same room together? Number three, are you Sally Fields? (laughs) (laughs) Are these drawings or... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I think I think we got, I think the reinventing yourself one is pretty good though. Yeah. How to reinvent yourself for college or like how to reinvent your, maybe just is it just how to reinvent yourself or do we you tech Yeah, out how to how to you know, how how to reinvent yourself for youths. Mhm. Are you are you a youth that is tired of the way you are perceived by your peers? Try these quick fixes. Yeah, like starting college or like moving to a new town. Yeah. Like here's how to reinvent yourself. And then, Something like that. And then it's 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 three silly ones and one like very very genuine one. I like that. I think that's an idea. Thank you. Thank you, Shelby. Yeah, thanks, Shelby. You you could reinvent you yourself as person who comes up with good ideas for drawings. Seriously. On our podcast. S- speaking of drawings, uh we are a bit behind, but yes. if you want to see the drawings we have done for previous episodes. You can go to whatshouldwedraw.com. Uh, that's where they are cataloged. Yeah, the Garfield one we did was a was a banger. Yeah, it's true. We're, we've got a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one that one crushed it. The internet quite enjoyed our take on that funny fat feline. The funny orange lazy cat. On the sloven cat mm-hmm. that we all know and love. Um, but if you've got uh, a suggestion for what you think we should draw, you can send it to uh, show at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at wswdpod on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Caldi. And mine is at, at Nathan Yaffe. If you want to leave us an iTunes review, that would be very helpful. It would make us feel good. 
Uh, we actually got uh, one recently that I like a lot that just says, Nathan is great. I relate to Nathan on a spiritual level, like draw a slightly overweight female version of Nathan, and it's me. I hate tomatoes. Tomatoes need to burn in hell. Great show. Hell yeah, dude. Aw. Fuck tomatoes. Fuck tomatoes. Love Nathan. <laughs> Fuck tomatoes. Marry Nathan. Um, kill, kill tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Game solved. Well, Nathan, we got to go come up with some alter egos for ourselves. Uh, I got to go continue to doubtfire people. Uh, it's all part of my master plan. Uh, until then, I think I know what we should draw. Shrek car. <laughs> beep, beep, here I come. <laughs> oh, I'm an ogre. I've been hacked. You're going over a cliff. <laughs> donkey. Donkey. I'm sorry, donkey. If you don't put premium gasoline in me, then I can't drive you around anymore. We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Do we say sorry on our podcast? I just did. Hey! That was a HeadGum Podcast.